This is a sermon given at St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. Visit our website at stdave.org. Well, good morning. It's good to be with all of you this morning. It seems like the year just started, but now all of a sudden January is over. Today is Transfiguration Sunday, and believe it or not, Wednesday is Ash Wednesday in the beginning of Lent. So before we know it, we all know that Easter and the Easter Bunny and spring aren't too far behind, and then before we know it, it'll be summer. But in this morning's gospel message, Peter and James and John are led by Jesus up on the mountain, taken to the heights to a place in Scripture that is typically filled with epiphany and revelation and God's presence. After all, Moses sees the burning bush on a mountaintop, the Ten Commandments are received atop Mount Sinai, and Moses frequently goes up to the mountaintop to converse with God. Mountaintops are thin places where the heavens meet the earth and where God is somehow nearer and more accessible. And they arrive at the mountaintop and Jesus is transfigured before them. We're told his clothes become dazzling white and then Elijah and Moses appear and are talking with Jesus. And then a cloud of divine presence appears and we hear a voice from the cloud saying, this is my son, the beloved, listen to him, echoing the words heard at Jesus' baptism. We have to remember that Peter and James and John and the ancient hearers of this story would have known the symbolism of the mountaintop and of the divine cloud, and also would have known the many stories from the Hebrew Bible underlying, underlining the risk associated with being this close to God's glory on the mountaintop. We remember that Moses had to hide his face in the cleft of a rock as God passed by because he couldn't risk a more direct witness of God's glory. We might remember how Moses' face was changed and made radiant just from conversing and talking with God atop the mountain. There's a clear sense in Scripture that mortals are not made to withstand this level of proximity to God's glory and presence. And we're told that they are terrified by what they have seen. And I also have to confess this morning that in past sermons, I've been very critical of Peter, thinking that he was being his continual um, or continuous kind of impractical and impulsive self, thinking that his desire to build dwellings was an attempt on his part to hold on to and to somehow try to seize and control this moment so that he could extend and prolong this time in the presence of Elijah and Moses, the transfigured Jesus, and even this divine cloud of God. I wanted in my haste, I wanted Peter just to come down off the mountain and get to work, to get busy being a disciple. But a commentary I read this week challenged me and suggested that perhaps Peter merely wanted to sit with what had happened. The text tells us, after all, that he didn't know what to say. Perhaps he didn't know what to do either. So he needed time, perhaps, to sit and to process this life-changing epiphany. Maybe he just needed some time to reflect. 
Perhaps it wasn't an attempt to control or to manage what was happening, but was a genuine response of awe and of wonder at this otherworldly and life-changing transfiguration. Part of him understood the enormity of what he had just witnessed, and he knew that he needed time to fully grasp its meaning, time to internalize and to remember what he had just seen so that he could take it down the mountain with him. And it made me wonder this week if we are truly comfortable being in awe, resting in wonder and amazement. Are we able to sit with these big and overwhelming feelings and let them rest in our heads and in our imagination? Are we able to rest with feelings of uncertainty and bewilderment? Or are we frequently too quick to immediately seek understanding and knowledge and move directly to action and response? I think human nature and our modern drive for action and knowledge frequently prohibit us from accepting awe and wonder because we want to immediately move to response and action. And we're about to kick off a Lenten focus on discernment that will continue in different forms over the next year. And we're going to ask everyone to sit and to ponder and to ask what God is calling us to do. And we'll be asking this question to you as individuals, to us as a congregation, and to the many different ministries and groups that make up St. David's. We'll be asked to open ourselves up to wonder and to listen for God's voice and direction. We will emphasize asking and listening over action and response. We'll read books together and we'll learn and relearn ancient and new spiritual practices and tools. We'll be asked to experience God and the divine, and we won't have to know what to say or what to do. We'll only be asked to sit and to open our minds and ears and heart to the voice and to the will of God. Perhaps like Peter suggests, we will build dwellings or practices that help us to sit and to ponder and to ask questions. We'll encourage awe and wonder and silence instead of action and response and knowing. We'll be asked to have the courage to set aside our human need for answers and certainty and guarantees and to accept a season of uncertainty, questions, and openness. And I even encourage all of you as you prepare for Lent and think about what you might take on or even give up to consider a practice that might open you up to new revelations and experiences of the divine. Perhaps instead of taking something on, you might give something up to create space for this searching and sitting. Consider that maybe you have enough things on your plate, enough to do, enough to take on, and maybe what your soul needs this season is to sit and listen, to seek out awe and wonder. And of course, we'll all eventually come back down the mountain, just like Peter and James and John and Jesus. But first, we'll be asked to spend time there, thinking about where God is calling us to go.
will try and chart a direction and a vision for what is next. So as you prepare for Lent, I invite you to take time this week to ponder what you can do to help create space in your life for mountaintop moments and revelations in your life. What are the safe spaces or the dwellings that allow you to sit in awe and amazement? Prepare for a season of discernment, a season of questions, and a season of wonder. Amen. You can find more lectures and sermons on iTunes by searching for St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas, or visit our website at stdave.org and click on the podcast button.